again and welcome back to Witch Fix. Now, today I'm going to try and balance out a lot of the female-led video games that I've been looking at in terms of witchy content. Although some of them have the options to play as man and woman, I feel like a lot of the time I end up focusing on female characters, so I'm here to address that balance for male witches. But also, there are female characters in this, you just can't play as them, so I feel like we're on to a little bit of a winner. When I first started thinking of games to play or replay um, with witchy content, this one came to the forefront of my mind and I recently got given a two week game pass trial. So I've been milking the hell out of that and playing as many games as I can before it runs out. I'm not in a position to pay $7.99 for that shit. But um, I couldn't resist playing this and this is DMC Devil May Cry. I played like the enhanced edition re-released for xbox one because the original edition is not backwards compatible and this one was on game pass so this is what i ended up playing i will preface this by saying i know nothing about other devil may cry games this is the only one i've ever played i understand that the other ones are very different and that this was kind of like a rebooty one that didn't really stick in terms of like the canon so i'm apolo i apologize in advance to any devil may cry fans i may annoy or piss off with this review uh, so I played the original one when it came out in like, I want to say the late 2000s, 2013, whatever. It, it came out when I was a lot younger and it's a kind of hack and slash spectacle fighter game uh, where most of the gameplay is just you killing lots of different enemies. Um, there's also a little bit of platforming. I wouldn't say like precision platforming, but you do like some jumping, some gliding, some using rope pulls in various ways. The one thing that I do know about Devil May Cry is that in that the main character Dante has longish white hair and in this game he has shortish black hair and boy were people pissed off about that. It was like female Ghostbusters all over again. People were just fucking flinging toys out of their prams. But I think it kind of makes sense because, spoiler alert, throughout the game you start off as Dante at the beginning having no idea of any of your powers or anything to do with your history and as you find out and maybe embrace the um, demonic and angelic signs of yourself throughout the game your hair does change it becomes white in patches and then later on when you go like full demon mode it, it does go white so I think that is appropriate for the storyline that they chose to go with and I'm not going to comment on it anymore because it's just such a stupid thing to talk about. Anywho, the story is quite linear, like the levels are quite linear as well, and the story is thus, that you are Dante, who's kind of like a cocky bastard who lives in a trailer on the boardwalk for like no reason that is ever adequately explained, but he gets attacked by a hunter demon in the first level and is sort of rescued by a girl called Cat. She calls herself a medium, but then uh various other times mentions that she's using wiccan recipes and is referred to as a witch so for the purposes of the podcast she a witch she kind of rescues you and helps you to escape from limbo which is a realm that the demon dragged you into where everything's kind of fucked up and broken apart and that's where the platforming comes in she then takes you to meet a guy called Virgil, who informs Dante that they are actually brothers, that they were the spawn of a demon called Sparda and an angel called Eva, and that they are therefore Nephilim, and have these unique powers and abilities because of that, and that their parents were murdered in a kind of brutal revenge killing by Mundus, the king of hell, who now rules over humankind 
in this very insidious way using like um, television broadcasting to brainwash people and using a tainted soft drink to placate the masses and stop them from noticing that they are being enslaved by demons in a very kind of they live take on like consumerist society kind of way i'm going to put some warnings in here because there's a lot of things in the game that are quite upsetting in terms of like gory imagery and also violence like you do see like a cutscene where dante's mum has her heart ripped out which is all kinds of gross um so that might upset a few people um but in general i don't think that there's anything else that i should be warning for I'm trying to think back doesn't really feel like there is um then as dante you set out on a mission to take down the tv broadcasting network which is transparently fox news like it looks exactly like fox news and also to stop them making this tainted energy drink called virility which is actually being puked up by an evil succubus under the city and it really reminded me of that futurama episode where they have schlurm and they go to the slurm factory and it's like being puked up by like a giant worm remember that heavily reminded me of that and then you go through those levels and basically each level starts off with you being in like a normal human place and then being dragged into limbo where everything is like weird and fucked up and then you fighting waves and waves of different enemies occasionally unlocking new weapons and new abilities you have angel and demon weapons and these work differently on different things even though you only ever fight demons not angels angels really kind of lacking you don't really see much about what they look like or what they're doing or how they really feel about humanity being enslaved i guess they don't care killing enemies and collecting different collectibles throughout the level like lost souls and also kicking trash cans gives you little red skulls and you use those in between levels to buy things from the shop as you progress through the levels these things go up in price and become more difficult to afford and those items are mostly healing items so you have vitality stars which regain portions of your health golden orbs which if you die in combat will resurrect you and you can only have three of those at any one time and you can purchase extra health crosses which increase the size of your life bar uh various few points throughout the levels you also find like weird hanging green sacks which if you break them open uh, they give you a little bit of health back and sometimes enemies will just give you a random little bit of health back but the main increasing challenge as you progress through the game is not dying it's um because you can't afford as many health items or as many resurrections but you can replay past levels to get more skills to buy more items now a lot of the game is kind of juvenile and yes in places really kind of sexist and weird because the characters are so cocky and mean and there's a lot of things like going to strip clubs and then at the beginning there's like a whole like extended scene of just Dante having sex with two models who are dressed like angels and it's trying really hot topically hard to be edgy um so I suppose it's surprising that I enjoyed it so much because I really liked the characterization and the way the characters interact particularly the relationship between Kat and Dante it's not like a romantic relationship I guess because you don't really see them like get together in any sense but they do become pretty firm friends from him not wanting to engage with anyone and being kind of a loner he really seems to like care about her as they get further into the game and my favorite scene actually is um 
there's a point where the headquarters of like the resistance movement is broken into and Dante is in limbo which means he can't affect anything in the real world and Kat obviously not being a Nephilim she's just like a human witch person although she can go into limbo she can't like go there physically I guess her body would still be behind so she can't escape in the sense that Dante can and he is kneeling there like incorporeal while people are like battering down the door and she's just sitting there with her hands up waiting to be arrested by demon influenced police and she's afraid and he won't leave her he stays there to comfort her to try and talk her through what's going to happen and be there for her and then he promises he's going to go and rescue her which he ultimately does also the way that the character of his brother Virgil is kind of drawn out throughout the game is really well done because although he presents himself as someone who wants to save mankind and release them from the demons he also does come across as a bit of a dick and this becomes stronger and stronger the more you go through that he doesn't really care about people in the sense that Dante does because Dante kind of views himself as a human with powers even though he isn't whereas Virgil views himself as a higher being who has a right of rule over lesser beings like humans so in that sense the characterization is really well done and I genuinely felt things for those characters especially Kat when she got like arrested and slightly tortured. Kat also has some pretty cool spells and things which get used throughout the game as like game mechanics one used most often is like a potion in a spray can and she uses a stencil to paint a sigil on the floor that enables you to enter and exit limbo at will which is pretty cool she also has like a magic egg timer thing that she's put a spell in which enables her to like twist it and invert gravity which she uses in like one sequence which is really cool in terms of like level design a lot of the levels look really different which is enjoyable because it kind of gets boring if levels all look the same a number of them do take place in just you know the street but there are enough that are different that you don't get bored um some of my favorite ones probably the boardwalk at the beginning because you go through like a haunted house and there's like creepy dolls and stuff in there which is really cool um you also go into a kind of dubstepy discotheque kind of level in a nightclub which is being run by Mundus's like head consort Lilith so that's kind of cool because it's like disco balls and sound bars and things that you get to jump on also the um, underwater kind of mirror dimension where you go to reach totally not Fox News Tower um, is quite cool and the the fight you have in there which kind of takes place in one of those giant swooshy news logos and the level where you're going up through like Mundus's evil hell tower and there's all these like weird ghosts of like souls kind of flipping about and going into the walls and stuff that's quite cool the monster designs and like of the enemies are also really nice there's actually quite a large variation across the creatures that you do fight um there are the ones that it uses again and again as like low level spammy bad guys but you do get quite a number of different designs across the enemies including a witch uh, who is like a naked blue lady with like flower petals covering strategic parts of her anatomy who appears in like a blue floaty glinda bubble and throws like red hot swords at you did not appreciate her but she looked very cool the controls were a little bit of a head fuck to get your mind around because the left trigger and right trigger are used to activate different abilities so if you hold down the 
I'm trying to remember. If you hold down the right trigger button, you're sort of on demon mode and you're using your demon weapons, which is a, a massive axe or giant pommelly fists. If you're not holding any trigger buttons, you're using just your random sword that you have. Um, you push X in just normal mode to use your guns. You get like three guns throughout the game, which are all basically useless and I didn't really use that much. Left trigger, if you hold that down and use Y and B, you use angel weapons. You have two of those. And then if you hold either trigger button down and push X, you get your traversal abilities. So right trigger X is using demon pull, which pulls things towards you. And left trigger X is using angel lift to pull you towards things. And then using left trigger A is dash, like angel dash in the air to make you like glide further. That's a lot to remember. The game does a pretty good job of introducing those one after the other and then letting you practice a little bit. But at various key moments in platforming, I did forget which trigger I was meant to be holding down and which button I was meant to be pushing. So I fell a lot. In terms of the game, it is quite good fun. There's a lot of like hacky slashy combat and you can do, even someone like me who isn't that great at like button mashy combo games, you can get a few good moves in that look very cool. The game does grade you according to style for each level, and I got C and D on most of them. So I thought it looked pretty cool, but the game disagreed. The plot as well is really nice. Um, moves along quite well. There's like good characterization, so I'm in love with that. And it kind of feels at times like you're playing a comic book because of like the strong visuals and like the characters and everything go together really well. I also got to play the Virgil's Downfall like DLC because it was included with the Enhanced Edition. This is, uh, I think, six extra levels of what happens to Virgil after the main game. Obviously, because it's DLC, it doesn't have as much in terms of level design. I mean, if you were desperate to play more of the game, then you could. And you get to use some different abilities, which is slightly cool, I guess, which is all right. But... If it hadn't been like bundled with it, I definitely wouldn't have paid money to play extra. The main game is definitely just good enough to stand on its own, I think. It's not a particularly long game. I guess it has like replay value because you can go back through the levels with your new abilities and new weapons and open up previously unseen areas. But those areas are usually just like a single room. So it's not really for exploration. It's more just for combat and hitting stuff and having fun, getting points. Um, but sometimes it's nice, I think, just to not have a game that's like you have to play this game for 100 hours and explore this massive sandbox that we've made for you. It's like, no, just give me a linear level where I can hit stuff and then a nice kind of cutscene and some hard, fast, angry music playing while I do it and I'll be fine for the next like 15 hours. And that will be enough for me. It's like a nice weekend game. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and remember to get in touch via the contact details in the description box and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!